Okay, good evening, everyone. Good to see you. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Mishpachim. The Parsha post Matan Torah, post the giving of the Torah. And uh, actually, to some degree, of course, within, inside, nestled within the giving of the Torah, because not only do we have the description of Matan Torah in Parsha's Yisro, but we have it again at the end as the latter part of Parsha's Mishpachim. But in between, of course, as you know, we have the many halachas, many of them monetary halachas, for which the Parsha is known, for which the Parsha usually has, has its, uh, uh, understood as has its name, Mishpatim. And in the midst of it, we have a, uh, a significant instruction, a significant, what seems to be an instruction, as we'll see, and uh, I would like to focus on that. In the fourth Ali of the Parsha, which is what we're st- studying, it starts off by saying, uh, uh, You shouldn't uh, curse the leaders of the people, the judges of Torah, regular leaders. Give me over your Bechor, so shall you do for your ox, for your sheep. Seven days will be with your, its mother, and then you, on the eighth day you give it to me. You should be for me people of Kaidesh, people of holiness. And meat in the field that's trefa that was torn off of the animal, you should not eat it. It should be instead thrown, it should be thrown to the dots. So we have here, placed in the middle, this mitzvah of Anshe Kaidesh Tiyunli. You should be for me people. People of holiness. The Rashi quotes what is written in the Mechilta. If you separate yourself from the forthcoming warning, which is non-kosher foods, right? the specific example here is trefais. So if you are Kedoshim and you separate from them, then Tiyunli, then you'll be mine. Anshe Kedosh Tiyunli. Then you'll be mine. Vimlav, and if not, einchem shali. And if not, you will not be mine. So what it's saying, sort of, is, I want you to be mine. To be mine, you need to be anshe kaidesh. You need to be people of holiness. And there's certain things which would interfere with you being people of holiness. And that is, if you ingest these kinds of things which are considered to be bringing a person down from holiness, contradictory to holiness, so then you won't be able to be anshe kaidesh li. The Ramban writes about this pasuk, Tam HaKosov Hazeh, Kadhin Hiskar Mishpatim Vizir Bidvorim Hamachuarim. Till this point, it uh, mentioned the Mishpatim. And it is, uh, it is uh, w- and it warns about things which are Mechuarim, which are ugly. And now that it starts speaking about what shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be eaten, Kosach Vaomar, it opens. And it says, the anshe kaidesh tiunli. Shiroi hu sheyechaladam koma sheyichyabai. Really, a person could eat whatever sustains them. Vein ha isurim klal vimacholim raktara benefesh. The isurim are there not because they are something which will affect the person's vitality, but it's because it's something which will affect the person's purity. Tahara benefesh, the purity of the soul, otherwise known as Kedusha. Shetoichal dvorim nekiim, 
eat things which are nekiim, which are clean, whatever that means, they shouldn't develop a coarseness within the soul of a person. Meaning to say, I want you to be people of holiness. Because that way you will be suited for me. I'm Kodesh, I'm holy. And for you to be attached to me, we have to be cut from the same cloth. You need to be Kodesh as well. Therefore, don't sully your souls with these things which are unclean. Unclean in the spiritual sense. And similarly, it says in Sefer Vayikra, don't be meshakets, don't, again, corrupt your souls with all of these creepers that you're not supposed to eat. Don't make yourself tummy through them. Because I am Hashem, your God. You should make yourself Kadesh and you shall be Kadesh because I am Kadesh. Says the Ramban, it's the same implication. The Shratim are Meshaksim Hanefesh, and Trevim Bashikut, Avliyesh Bishmir Mena Kedusha. The Pusuk speaks much more stridently here when it says, You have the Sherets, don't have the Sherets, it'll be Meshakates your Nefesh. Here it doesn't say it with that level, it doesn't say it with that intensity of prohibition, but it does say, Be Kadesh, and therefore ignore the tray, uh, 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 don't, don't have the Trefos. So says the Ramban. The foods that we are limiting here are because they will have an impact on the nefesh, on the purity of the soul of the person. And some of them greater impact, some of them lesser impact. The ones in Vayikra, the Pesach speaks about more strongly because they will have a greater effect. The one which is spoken about here, the Pesach speaks about it less stridently, more positively, and therefore don't have this. But both of them are about the same idea. And that is that the person should make sure to maintain the Kedusha, the holiness of themselves. And that's the backdrop for this prohibition of these macholes hasures, these forbidden foods. It's very interesting that the Ramban expresses himself this way. I would just like to point out to you the following. There's a debate which is found between the Rambam and the Ramban about this posuk. It's found in the Sharoshim, in the, in the introduction of the book of mitzvahs, the Sefer mitzvahs of the Ramam. The Ramam wrote a book of the mitzvahs where he presented his list of what he believed were the 613 mitzvahs. It's a whole discussion which existed in generations of Rishayinim. We know there are 613 mitzvahs because the Gemara says, Darash Rav Simloi, there are 248 positive commandments, 365 prohibitions, but how you count them is not simple. We can agree on every halacha in the world but we still might not have a formal proper count of what the mitzvahs are. There's so many machlekes. I'll give you the easiest one to, to, you know, to think about. Is it a mitzvah to build the mishkan? Or is it a mitzvah to build the building, to build a menorah, to build a shulchan, to build an, or, uh, an aron, to, you know, to build a mizbeach, to build another mizbeach? Right? How many mitzvahs is that? Is that one package mitzvah? Or is the, are those each one's individual mitzvahs? So there are arguments about many of these things. It's, it's a question of maybe the semantics of what's called a mitzvah. But, but there's a, a meaning to it. And the Rambam, before he wrote his book of mitzvahs, he wrote 14 principles which guided how he made these counts. 
And the Ramban, who disagreed with many things in the principles, disagreed with many of the ramifications. And we have somewhat different lists. Somewhat. The Ramban took out certain mitzvahs which he felt the Rambam shouldn't have counted. He added mitzvahs which the Ram, Rambam didn't count. They all end up in the same place of 248 mitzvahs, I'll say, and 365 prohibitions, but they don't go necessarily the same route all the way. So in the Rambam's principles, the fourth principle which he speaks about is, It is not worth worthy to count mitzvahs which are not particular, but rather include the entirety of the Torah. So he says, what do I mean? If the Torah says, do everything which I said to you, Hashem says, do everything which I said to you, that's not a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. The specifics are the mitzvahs. But when Hashem says, do everything that I said to you, that doesn't count as 613 mitzvahs. That's a general encouragement to do all the other mitzvahs. There's no basis for counting this as a separate mitzvah because it doesn't instruct about a specific thing. Rather, it says, like it says, Everything I told you, please be careful about. And he brings different examples of this. And he says, They've made a mistake with this, so much so that they counted Kedoshim Tiyu, which is not what we're up to here, but the Kedoshim Tiyu is Parshas Kedoshim, right? The, the first thing, Kedoshim Tiyu, you shall be Kedosh, because I am Hashem, your God, I'm Kedosh. So some count it as a mitzvah. When it says you should be holy, that's a mitzvah to fulfill the entirety of Torah, said the Rambam. Be holy by doing everything which I told you and by avoiding everything which I had you avoid. In the Sifra it says, meaning be separated, be ascetic. What does it mean, be separate yourself? Separate yourself from the prohibited things, the things which I placed off limits. And then the Rambam quotes the Mechilta that Rashi quotes. Vanche Kodesh Tiunli, our Pasuk, you shall be holy people, Isi ben Yuda Omer, Shakodesh Baruchu Mechadesh Mitzvah Yisrael. When Hashem adds a new mitzvah for the Jewish people, who Maisif Lohem Kedusha, He's adding to them holiness. Writes a Leimer, what it means to say, When it says, Vanche Kodesh Tiunli, it's not a separate mitzvah, be a holy people, but rather, it's a way of saying, It's a way of saying, I'm about to give you a mitzvah. I'm telling you to be holy. Because every mitzvah I give you tells you to be that much more holy. So it's not a separate mitzvah, says the Ramam. It's an introduction to that which follows. He says, there's no difference between saying be holy and me saying do my mitzvahs. It's the same thing. The, the pathway to Kedusha is through mitzvahs. That's what the Rambam says. The Rambam makes no specific point of speaking about the foods which we eat or we don't eat, which the Ramban, Ramban in the piece of commentary that we read, he emphasizes. It's specific 
the specifics of when it's about what you eat. You know, you are what you eat, and the effects of kedusha or on the kedusha when a person doesn't uh, doesn't do that correctly. The Ramban wrote notes to these rules of the Rambam, and in this mitzvah he also writes a note, and he says he brings what the Rambam says, and he says. So he says the Balalochos doesn't count the opening mitzvah of Kedoshim to you, but the closing one. And he says the mitzvah is to be Prushim. He says it doesn't count the general mitzvahs. It's a mitzvah to be Prushim, which, um, which he says, <clears throat> uh, which he says is is uh, is is uh, Kedushim to you might be about all of the mitzvahs, but this one is not about all of the mitzvahs. It's a mitzvah to be parish. But then he says, Avlomra Yisale v'iskadishtam yisem Kedushim he mitzvah liyas Kedushim militame b'achilas hashrotzim armosim biyichud. The instruction of Iskadishtam Yisem Kedoshim is not general for the whole Torah. Kedoshim Tiu is general for the Torah. Iskadishtam Yisem Kedoshim is specifically about food items, which is consistent with what the Ramban writes here in his commentary. So one who doesn't eat these things, he's fulfilling a mitzvah which is specific to them. In other words, we could have an emphasis of an additional mitzvah reinforcing a specific area of the Torah. And that could be considered a mitzvah. A mitzvah which says, keep the whole Torah, that's true. But a mitzvah which says, be careful about what you eat. As I told you, don't eat A, B, and C. Be careful about what you eat can be a mitzvah directed at the general category of eating the right things. But then... Interestingly, the Ramban takes a turn, and he says, but when it says, the passage which we read tonight, V'anshei Kodesh Tiyunli, says the Ramban, Haftocha, Loi Mitzvah. That's a promise. It's not a command. Anshei Kodesh Tiyunli is a promise to the Jewish people. Ki'inyan, like we read in last week's parsha, V'yisem li segula, V'atem tiuli, mamleches ko'anim ve'goy kodosh. So when it says, you will be to me, it's not an instruction. It's a promise. Like Hashem said to the Jewish people, you shall be for me a Goy Kodesh. Here he says, you shall be for me Anshei Kodesh. This is what Isi Ben Akavya said. He adds to them Kedusha. If, if the pshat is like the Rambam, then it should say when the Jewish people do mitzvahs, they add kedusha to themselves. Because the Rambam says that's what it is, basically. It's saying, do my mitzvahs, you'll be more kodesh. No. If it's a promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will deliver kedusha to us, so then it's a promise that the Rabbi Mishlam is giving. And he says the same thing as Rabbi Shmuel, who says, Kshatem Kedoshim, Shali. When you are kodesh, you will be mine. That's a haftacha. It's a promise, mi yudei. Hatira, from the promises which the Torah has. So I know to you that this Ramban in the Sefer HaMitzvot is slightly different than the Ramban the way we have it in our Parsha. 
The Ramban, the way we have it in our parsha, interprets Vanche Kodesh Tiyunli similarly to the way the Ramban in Sefer Mitzvah says it, we, we read the Psukim in Parshas Kedoshim. Vizkadishim, Yisem Kedoshim. But we have here a, a, a combination of mitzvah, of promise, all revolving around the idea that the Jewish people need to be Kodesh. We need to be holy. I would note to you something which is beyond anything that I could explain or at this point understand, and that is that in the Zayra Kodesh, it says that this is even actually a higher level than what it said in last week's Parsha. In last week's Parsha, it says you should be a Goy Kodesh. And here it says Anshe Kodesh. Right? Kodesh is like an adjective, you know, something that is holy. Anshe Kodesh is people of holiness. That's not an adjective. It's almost a something more, you know, it's, you know, they as the noun, so to speak, of holiness. I don't know if that, if, that, if I used the proper gra- grammatical form there. But it's Kodesh as opposed to Kadosh. Kadosh is a descriptive. Kodesh is an essence. So, so what's being described here even perhaps surmounts that which it says, that, that's what it, which it says before. But there's a goal that's described here of Kedusha that the way the Ramam formulates it, what all the mitzvahs are coming to do is to be Mosif Kedusha, to be Mosif, this thing called holiness in us. And the way the Ramban will say, okay, so the Psukim perhaps are more focused on this specific compromise of Kedusha, which comes when people partake of the things that they're not supposed to partake of, that you know, they bring, we bring things into our system that we shouldn't have into our system. But both of them are focused on this idea of the people being Kaddish. And that facilitating Tiyunli, the connection of the Jewish people to HaKadosh Baruch. We're Kaddish, Hashem is Kaddish, then we can be His. But if Hashem is Kaddish and we're not, then we have a difficulty becoming His. We express this in a certain sense, besides for, again, the mitzvah in the beginning, Kaddishim, Tiyu Ki Kaddish Ani Hashem Alekechem, Yisem Li Kaddishim, Ki Kaddish Ani, where this idea is expressed, the Kedusha allows for the Jewish people to be that much more connected to Hashem Yisbarach, who is Kaddish. Besides saying it there, of course, we also say it every day, multiple times a day in the davening. What do we say? Ata Kaddish. You are Kaddish. V'shim Kaddish. And your name is Kaddish. U'kaddishim v'chol yeimi halaluch And it is the Kaddishim who prays you every day. Because you are Kaddish. And your name is Kaddish. So only those who are Kaddish are able to somehow connect, relate, admire, notice. Kaddishim b'chol yoyim yehalalu chasela. The notion that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Jewish people that part of our mission, part of our being, in order that we be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is that we have to bring into ourself, ourselves something called Kedusha, is a, is a fundamental principle. When we look at the bracha of Atokadosh Vashim Chokadosh, the bracha of Kedusha, the third bracha of the Shemana Esrei, so we speak about the Kedoshim being the ones who are able to praise Hashem. That's the short version of the bracha. And it's, it's a reflection of the idea, you know, you have to be Kadosh to appreciate Kedusha. It takes one to know one. When we say that bracha, that's when we say, when we're in shul with a minion for Shachris and Mincha or Shachris Musaf and Mincha, we say a prayer which is called Kedusha. 
in the prayer which is called Kedusha, we pray that we want to sanctify Hashem's name in this world, as they do in the uppermost heavens. And then we talk about how the Malochim, the Malochim give praise to HaKadosh Baruch who say, speak about Hashem's Kedusha in triplicate. Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Kodesh b'shmei miroyma, Kodesh al-ara, Kodesh l'olam, l'omei al-maya, Kodesh in the heavens, Kodesh on earth, Kodesh for all time, you know, in, every, in every facet, in every dimension. And we say it, that we aspire to be able to sanctify Hashem's name in this world, like the Malochim do it in that world. The 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 kedoshim b'cholyem yahalaluchasela the kedoshim who praise you every day. What we are seeking to do, like the malachim, is to praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The karazel zevi amar kadosh 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 Hashem tzivakais. We just read this as the after of last week's parsha of Parshas Yisro, right? We they, they they sanctify, they praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And we want to be able to also recognize and realize and be able to do it. And we say the secret is, the ability for us to be able to do it, to tap into it, is to strive to be able to do it like the malachim themselves do it. The malachim do it. A human being has to attain for himself to some degree that kedusha, that level of kedusha, in order to be able to, in order to be, able to be there. One of the ideas behind this, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says in Meseches Brachas, that Chasidim Harishainim, the early pious ones, they would spend an hour in preparation before they would be Mespalo, before they would Davin. They would wait an hour and they would be Mespalo. They did it in order they could direct their hearts to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbeinu Yonah, in his, in his explanations over there, Maseches Brachas, he asks what this means. What do they do during this hour? What does it mean? He's a little surprised that it doesn't say rather that they should be able to be mechaving, they should have focus on their tefillah, on their davening. Instead, what it says is, that they should be able to focus their thoughts on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on Hashem. And he says, he's really quoting the Ramban, that the hour that they used was not to get distractions out of their head, but to actually move themselves out of regular material life, out of the physical world. They're going to stand in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they're going to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have to be a Kaddosh. You have to be holy. You have to somehow transcend this world to communicate with God who occupies another. And so they did this hour, they did this period of time because you know, as we are, we're so much enmeshed in material life within the material world to then suddenly switch out and speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is an odd, it's an odd uh, transition. And it doesn't necessarily work to speak to the Rabbana Shalom. The person themselves has to some degree to attain for themselves a level of Kedusha. The Ramban, who Rabbeinu Yonah quotes this from, 
considers this so fundamental that in fact in the letter, the famous letter which the Ramban wrote to his son, the Geras Haramban, he includes it in a half a line. And he says that a person, you should remove yourself from the material world before you stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu to daven. So instead of just removing from ourselves distractions that don't even allow us to focus on the words we are saying, they're actually seeking something greater, a transcendence. Anshe Kaidesh Tiyun Li. To be holy so that you can be mine, so that you can be connected to mine. It's a promise that when you do the right things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bestow upon you Kedusha? Or it's an instruction that the goal of a person in life is to be able to attain Kedusha. And when we speak about the specific tactics of attaining Kedusha, so we can say, well, every mitzvah adds Kedusha. Avoiding every Avera avoids being derailed, taken away from the realm of Kedusha. Maybe, as the Ramban says, it has to do with specifically with partaking of certain physical things and material pleasures, as the Ramban said in our Parsha. But as the Ramban says, when he speaks about the Shoyim Shoachas, as the Ramban says, when he discusses the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu, what it is is really a, an aspiration for a greater transcendence that the person will be able to achieve. Something beyond just the, you know, the basic mundane material existence which we have. Anshe Kodesh Tiyunli Haftacha Promise Mamlechus Kayanim V'goy Kodesh, kingdom of Kayanim, a holy, a holy people, to be something above, something that's more sublime, so that in that way we're going to be able to create a point of contact with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The holy everyday can praise you. We 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 see here perhaps an extra connection of this kind, which is needed for the sake of tefillah for the sake of being able to address HaKadosh Baruch But here, in this section, there's no particular mention of any specific mandate, certainly not of the mandate of tefillah, but the notion of chibur, of connection, of connection to HaKadosh Baruch So I'd like to just try to, to probe this notion of Kadosh a little bit more. This which is being presented here as a as a, in a certain sense, as a general mandate, as something which maybe governs all of the mitzvahs or significant sections of the mitzvahs, something which is there in order to facilitate there being an actual connection between Kal Yisrael, between Kal Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch. How do we, uh, how do we, uh, how do we understand it? What is this thing which is called the Mila, the value? the value of, of Kedusha. Kedai Shem Tiyu Ki Kodesh Ani Hashem Alekeichem. There's a very famous and classic piece which was written by the Rav Shemen Shkop, one of the great Gedolim of the last century, one of the great Lithuanian Russia Yeshiva, Yeshiva Grodna, tells him Grodna, and uh, Rav Shimon Shkof wrote a sefer called Shari Yosher. It's a very involved Talmudic book. In the introduction, he writes something which is very famous and often quoted and repeated. He asks, 
what is the mitzvah of Kedoshim to you? When the Torah tells us that you should be Kaddish, that you should be holy, how do we do that? Tell me what it means for a person to be Kaddish, for a person to be holy. He was further bothered that Chazal say, Yochel Kamayni, I would think like me. When Hashem says you should be Kaddish, I would think Hashem's telling us you should be as holy as I am. For I, Hashem, your God, am holy. My holiness is, is, transcends yours. My holiness is bigger than your holiness, as one child said to the other in the playground. Right? You know, so, 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 you know, Kedushasi So ask Rav Shimon Shkop, what is this mitzvah? What does it mean? And what does that mean? I would think like you, no, my Kedusha is greater than yours. So Rav Shimon said a beautiful, beautiful thing. And he said that the Kedusha, Kedusha, is godliness, right? In, in God we find Kedusha. What is it? What is that Kedusha? So he said there's something about the Rabbana Shalom. And that is that the Rabbana Shalom is not in any way needing anything. His entire existence in HaKadosh Baruch we understand that one of our core principles of faith is that the Rabbana Shalom is the source for everything. And the Rabbana Shalom is dependent on nothing. Everything stems from him and he is not dependent on anything. Which means the Rabbana Shalom never takes. The Rabbana Shalom only gives. Kedoshim to you, said Rav Shimon Shkop. It's for a person to tap into that, which is the sacred essence. The sacred essence, the essence of sanctity, of the Kedusha, of which we speak, is non-self-centered. Non-self-centeredness. The holiness of HaKadosh Baruch was expressed in the fact that he was a giver, he is a giver, and not a taker. And so when the Torah commands us, Kedoshim to you, it says, that's what you're supposed to be as well. Your lives should revolve around not taking for yourself, but making sure to give, to share, to give to others. That's why, says Rav Shimon, Chazal say, oh, I would think Kamayni. I am utterly unselfish. So I'm telling you also, you should be utterly and completely unselfish, unself-focused. says, no. I am the definition of Kedusha. I truly don't need anything from anybody. But you do. You're human beings. And regarding human beings, what do we learn? Chayecha kaidmim. Your life comes first. You have to take care of yourself. So you can't be utterly and completely selfless. You can be as selfless as can be. But you can't be utterly and completely selfless. I, on the other hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm complete Kedusha. Complete and total selflessness. That's what he describes. And that's his, uh, how he resolves. Love your fellow man like yourself, which is selflessness with You do it, but you do it within the limits that are understood that a person does have to take care of themselves. But having to take care of themselves is different than, different than living a life focused on oneself. It's two completely, two completely different things. As Chazal said, when one takes too much license for the, I have to take care of myself, it can easily become a situation of, 
I'm focusing just on myself. And Chazal were very guarded about us you know, going down that path too zealously. One way or the other, he's giving us uh, something which is much more tangible than the regular discussion of Kedusha. The regular discussion of Kedusha speaks about holiness, transcendence. You know, like you wonder, you know, where's the, you know, where is that? What, what, what does it mean? Rav Shimon's description is extremely practical. And it is that one can choose between spending a life of fulfilling one's needs or one can spend a life trying to be able to address and meet the needs of others and to provide for others and to care for others. It's two different directions, two different directions. The ability for us to be able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're told, is when we connect to Him as Anshe Kaidesh, as people of holiness. I want to share with you one more thing which it says in the in the in the Zayar HaKadosh. Ubasar Basada when it says this Pasuk, when it teaches this Pasuk, and it says that Anche Tiunli, you should be holy to me, the next Pasuk says, Ubos, the next the rest of the Pasuk says, Ubasar Basada Don't eat meat in the field that is trefa. So we've discussed already this this juxtaposition on some say because the things that you eat are the things which would most directly affect your Kedusha, on some level of Kedusha. It doesn't, you know, according to what we're talking about, Kedusha as being some transcendence, a little bit hard to understand, all of this language that, these, that this Parsha is using, where it speaks about mitzvahs, as opposed to, you know, the, the Rambam's discussion of it being mitzvahs or, or foods, Excuse me. they're all, all different than the way Rav Shemenshkov presented it. But in the Zohar HaKadosh, it says that the idea of Basar Basara Trefalo as opposed to Kedusha, is because really what that express that is, is dealing with is a Din Kasha, a tough approach. A Trefa is something which was ripped apart. There's a wholeness that every living organism has properly to be a vital and lasting living organism, it has to have that wholeness. When we speak in halacha about a trefa, it's basically when an animal where there's a piece missing. Something happened, and the animal's missing something, something critical, a hole in the brain, a hole in the heart, a hole you know, in the, in the veshet, in the esophagus. Different parts of the body where a hole makes a bigger difference halachically where it compromises the whole system, where sometimes it doesn't compromise the whole system. That's the prohibition of trefa. And trefa is when you take something out of a hole, when you rip it apart. And say chazal, what implies the Zohar, is that the introduction of is because the ultimate and most direct expression of Kedusha is going to be something which expresses itself in wholeness. And trefa represents the very opposite of it. The reason why we're not able to have trefa is because even before the human being went to move, to take it for themselves, to make it for themselves, to slaughter it, to be able to eat it, even before that happens, the animal's already disjointed. It's broken up. Trefa. Trefa. Trefa 
stands as the opposite of Anshe Kaidesh, Anshe Kaidesh Tiyunli, people of Kaidesh. You could speak about it as strong din versus Rachman versus mercy. But when we're mamik, when we think a little bit more deeply into that idea of din versus Rachman, so one of the ideas behind what din is, what makes din rough as opposed to Rachman, is that din by nature separates. It divides. The Maral of Prague explains that there's a name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a name which we use for God. The first name we use for God in the Torah is the name Elohim. What's unusual about it is that it's plural. And not only does the name happen to have a plural sound to it, but there are times, Rashi notes this in Chumash, there are times where we actually associate with Elohim a plural verb. We speak about it as if it is, as God, as if it is a plurality. And that's kind of crazy. Why? Because Hashem Echad is the most fundamental statement of our belief. So why is it? How could it be that a name of Elokeinu is a name which is not Echad, a name which is divided? And the Maral explains that Elohim is a name for judgment. And in judgment, generally what we do with, with judgment is that we divide. There's one winner, and there's one loser. When one comes and judges between two people, it's Vitztiku Esatzadik, Yeshiu Esarasha. The greatest divide is between the Tzadik and the Rasha, the one who's, who's the winner and the loser. The one who walks out of the Besdin thinking that the judge is the nicest, greatest guy in the world, and the one who walks out thinking that he's the most nasty fool right in the world. Right? Because one won and one lost. Reminiscent, of course, of what Chazal tell us, that on that day Hashem will be one and His name will be one. But right now Hashem's name is not, Hashem is not one. What do you mean, Hashem's not one now? He's not, because people have good things and they speak about Hashem. The Tovu Meitiv, the one who's good and grants good. People only who have bad things and they speak about Hashem as the judge. There are different perceptions. In Mishpat, in Mishpat there's division. There's division between the two. And therefore, there's a certain sense, the two faces of the Rabbana Shalom, the face that brings just the goodness and the face that brings judgment. And that's how the two of them divide. That's how the two of them, that's how the two of them divide. That's Elohim, that's Din. And that's why there's a plural nature to the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Trefa, as Chazal say, to some degree, is not the ultimate, not the ultimate Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not the ultimate Kedusha of Klal Yisrael that lends to it. What perhaps we would see here is that here we're in the middle of Parshas Mishpatim. It's the Parsha of the Dayan. It's the Parsha of the Shaifet. In society, disputes arise between people. It's the job of the Elohim to be able to somehow figure out who's right and who's wrong. And there's a division in that. And at the same time, we're taught that when the Besdin do that, they go and they judge the person. When they leave you, they should both appear to you like righteous. Why? The Mishnah says in Pirkei when they both leave the Besdin, 
you should see them as both righteous when they accept upon themselves the judgment. Accepting the judgment, tzidok hadin, which is taking, accepting the judgment in the fullest sense, is what brings the two sides back together again. When they come before you in judgment and they are at odds with each other, they're both in your eyes like rishoim, like wicked people. And when they accept the judgment, they leave to you from before you like tzaddikim. So I, I, I don't know if this can be said. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's right. But the, what you're hearing here to some degree is mishpat as part of the world of, of Kedoshim Tiyu, of, of Rav Shimon Shkop's world of Kedoshim Tiyu. When two people are at odds and one's pulling against another, and when one loses to somebody else, they feel deprived. That's not the world of Kedusha. Right? The world of Kedusha is not where one is trying to take away from the other, but rather where one is trying to give the other, when one is trying to grant to the other. And in this Parsha, after the Jewish people were given a general charge of being Mamleches Koyanim, Vegoi Kodesh, to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, the first thing that we're taught about after that is all these mishpotim, all these rules, about all of these disputes between people. It's so mundane. But the method of mishpat is in order to in fact bring back together, to fuse the opposing sides. When they come to justice and they accept justice, that's what brings together the opposing sides. And perhaps, in a certain sense, that external wholeness is then segued in our parsha to go from speaking about the dvarim mechuarim, you know, the ugly things on the outside, to what a person should eat, to the completely internal work of a person fueling themselves, taking partaking of what they can, so that we can be kadosh, holy ourselves, and whatever we do, stay away from the trefa. Stay away from the trefa. Stay away from that which is torn apart. That gets cast to the that gets to the dog. Stay away from that which is torn apart. The mitzvah of Kedusha is the mitzvah of Chibur, the mitzvah of connection. Hashem is a Kodesh. You know why he's a Kodesh? Because he just gives, which means for HaKodesh Baruch Hu, everything in relationship is relationship of connection. Never by definition, relationship of division. That's where we're trying to go. That's where the world of Mishpat is, is trying to take us. Is trying to take us. That's the Kedoshim Tiyu. That's the Anshe Kodesh Tiyu Li. In some sources it says that when we come to this Pasuk, Anshe Kodesh Tiyu Li, it is, yes, it's a fulfillment of that promise. Like we saw in the Ramban, you should be a Mamlechaz Kainim V'Goy Kodesh. It's coming to bring it to some degree full circle. And yes, a person's affected by what they eat. The effect which we want to have is that there should be something which is chibur, which is connection. In that context, we can well understand why, as the last word of introduction to tefillah, we invoke this idea that when you're Kaddish, you can be mine. When you're Kaddish, you can pray to HaKadosh Baruch when you're Kaddish, you can connect. Tefillah, you know, in Rishonim it says, it's from the Lashon, Psila, like Psila. 
Naftule Elokim Niftalti Imachaisi Gam Yacholti is to be wound together, to be connected. When we daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we're davening to Hakadosh Baruch Hu with the ultimate connection. We're not just asking Him to enter our world to give us the things that we need. Then we're not davening like a Kadosh. Kadosh is we're supposed to be thinking about somebody else. We come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as those who want to serve Him. We ask Him for things so we can do more for Him, so we can serve Him. The asking is not taking something from Him. The asking is so we can give something to Him. It's all Kedusha. All Kedusha is to be ultimately connected. Every time we ask to be like the Malachim, we want to sanctify Hashem like the Malachim. There's a time when we ask like Hashem to be like the Malachim much more regularly. And what's that? We say, we want to have Sholem like the Malachim have Sholem. Malachim represent togetherness, mm-hmm. peace. Any peace we could hope, any connection we could hope to have, that's, that's the world of the Spirit. It's the world of the Malachim. Now, Kodesh Baruch will allow us to be Anshe Kodesh, Mamleches Chayanim Vegoy Kodesh, a kingdom of Chayanim, a holy nation. To be a holy nation, the individuals within it have to be Anshe Kodesh, people of holiness. The things which we put inside of ourselves as a unit, we have to make wholeness within ourselves so that we were able to connect with Chibur, with giving, with the ultimate result of the Sholem that's supposed to emerge from Mishpat. Perhaps that's something of what this Pasuk is doing. This very special Pasuk is doing in the midst of all these mitzvahs that we're, that we're learning about. Have a good evening. Thank you. Good.